The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning and welcome to Hope Reigns. My name is Steve Tiber, and I'm hanging out with the coolest guy on the planet, Mike Fiella. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. It is so good. You give me so much energy in the morning. I'm a little slower going, almost like Wayne was last. Oh, we're going to hear him in a few weeks, but... Good morning, Steve. It's just good. I'm glad uh, everything, so much is going on. Oh my so much gosh, going on. busy, busy, busy yeah. today. You know, people are in North Carolina serving those after yes. Hurricane Isis. 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 You know, 2020 has not been easy. <laughs> Who picked that hurricane name? I'd like to find that oh person and have a sit down with them. <laughs> We've had volunteers there all week with heavy equipment. And that's what Eight Days Hope does. We travel right. the country and we help out people within a day or two of a disaster. And then we come months later and we rebuild homes for free, about 6,100 homes now. Wow. Uh, we have another arm of the ministry where we build uh, facilities to support those being rescued from sex trafficking. More on that in the last segment today. But today, Mike, is day number one in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. This has been an amazing week for Eight Days Hope. We were in North Carolina, and now we're in Cedar Rapids as well, two places at one time. And this past week, Cedar Rapids and the Midwest, Mm -hmm. Iowa, Indiana, Missouri, Illinois, they had some crazy winds. It wasn't a tornado, but straight line winds of 120 miles per hour. Called a Dureco. A what? Dureco. Do you really know that's how you pronounce it? I'm not sure, but I'm looking yeah. at a D-R-E. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Drico? Yeah, no, no, it's no, not. No. So, Dreco. So, right. So, right. So, on Tuesday, Cedar Rapids, um, 30,000 trees 30, have been 000. toppled oh, boy. because of this storm. Mm. And today, no one's talking about it. You know, you have an election coming up. You have sure. COVID-19. You know, you have all these things going on in the world. This disaster, a major disaster happened right. Tuesday. And some listeners today in North Carolina and in New York and Ohio, they're listening and saying, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, wh- where is this? I mean, I'm just thinking yeah. the same thing. I mean, have not seen a thing but once. Yeah, oh, so oh, by the way, t- kind of thing. But oh, this it's so important. It's been crazy. So Cedar Rapids, Iowa is where our Midwest satellites can be located. We're opening them October 17th. But we were there in 08 after a flood. Right. And so this week, uh, our leaders traveled in town. We, we brought in about $300,000, $400,000 of equipment, <laughs> a lot of heavy Major. equipment. Thank you, past donors. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We were able to deploy quickly. And today, we're serving families in need uh, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. In fact, today... Some parts of Cedar Rapids still does not have power, have Mike. Power. Yeah. Yeah, and our new warehouse is there, and that even suffered some damage. It did. Not, not as oh, severe as, as, as some of the families that were there to serve, but it, uh, definitely a need to get it all put together. And yeah. But how's it going to work, Steve, with the, the power situation? Yeah. Well, you got two. You got really two things right now. You have the lack of power. Some power just came on. And number two, you have COVID. Right. right. So let's not forget that that right. C word, That's, unfortunately, yep, yep. COVID. And so we've decided to deploy 
And just like we deployed in North Carolina, we're doing okay. it a little bit differently. So when we were in Nashville last, eight days of hope uh, took about 500 people in the middle, really when COVID really start ramping up. Okay. And we were serving after the tornadoes that hit there in March. And when we left, we were thankful that no one got sick, that we helped out, gosh, so many people after that tornado. But we've had to kind of rework some things. Okay. And so we have limitations on the number of volunteers. So if you can come to Cedar Rapids. Mm -hmm. It's free. We'll provide food and lodging. But today is day number one. We're going to be here for at least two weeks to the 29th, but we might on the 29th at a third week. Okay. So if you can can come, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Now you have to be 18. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be a skilled professional, so people like you and I can go, Mike, right? We can hang out. <laughs> we can sign up. Yeah, but we're going to be doing tree work, tarping roofs, and then we have some certified chainsaw uh, operators, volunteers. Okay. They'll cut the limbs, and guys like you and I can pull the limbs to the road, right? I mean, but there's something for <laughs> sure, everybody. Sure, there's something but, for everyone. But we're going to limit the amount of volunteers. So if you go to our website and you sign up, there is a chance that some of the days you want to go that we're full. Okay. But we're going to do it very carefully. We're going to social distance. We're going to take temperature checks. we got the mask, wearing gloves, hand sanitizer. Now, the good news is all the work we're doing is outside. There you go. So that does help out a sure. little. But the volunteers that are lodging with us, you know, normally we lodge people within, you know, six, eight feet of each other, right? Okay. You know, air mattresses, cots. Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to be like the Marriott because you're going to have so much space <laughs> around you uh, when you sleep on your air mattress. Yeah. That um, So we're going to limit the volunteers. Uh, I think the number we're at is at 60 per day. 60. Where normally we will take hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. So- uh, I, I imagine we would say to the volunteers, bring extra hand sanitizer for yourself. Bring anything that you feel comfortable with that you're normally using at home. I mean, you're going to provide mask, I understand, but uh, yeah, we'll provide all that. But you know, if I'm if I'm if I'm going to be out there on the front lines in on a mission on a mission trip during right. COVID nineteen, you know, I am going to wear a mask when I'm inside, of course, okay. and when when I'm when I'm close to others Mm -hmm. now when we do our worship and devotion in the morning and night when we eat you know we can space everybody out so we're not going to feed people uh, because we provide the food we're not going to feed people like we normally do in a line and they walk through and they put plates together so we're going to do a lot of things differently but if you could come to cedar rapids for at least two three four days please go to eight days of hope.com but there's always three things that people can do mike and you know what they are well number one is Pray, please. This is how this really this ministry just is being sustained by the prayers. When you can, if you can, and please, hopefully, you can volunteer. Mm -hmm. And everybody, everybody can donate something. We heard stories of five dollars to a thousand dollars, anything even above, and what you can do. Everybody can do something to keep things rolling. You know, and that's how we operate. You know, we're we're primarily a volunteer-led organization. Mm-hmm. We have a very small team of missionaries that serve full-time with us. Right. Uh, I think there's three of us that, that serve full-time in that role. Uh, four of us, excuse me. Um, but today, you know, we made a decision very quick to go to Cedar Rapids. We hadn't raised a penny yet, right? right. But when God opens up a door... I really believe the you church needs to move. You got to go. And so we made a decision within 24 hours of the storm that we were going to go to Cedar Rapids. Right. And so even though you're listening in, South, you know, in Alabama or Mississippi or Ohio today and you knew nothing about the storm, if you can't volunteer and if you can't donate, we can all pray. 
Yes. But be praying for the volunteers that for safety. They're going to be doing tree work. We mm-hmm. have two of our lifts up there, Mike. Okay. Uh, we have, I think, three bobcats. We have feeding equipment. We have, you know, showers, uh, rapid response trailer. We have dozens and dozens of chainsaws. Mm. But if you can help fund uh, and provide sure. some resources, uh, you can go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, make a donation there. And every penny that you donate, every penny, every penny, Mm-hmm. will be spent in Cedar Rapids. It doesn't go to administration. It doesn't nope. go to this. A building, uh, a truck. Right. It just, it's uh, going to okay. go to help those in Cedar Rapids. And folks, you know, get, get on Facebook, get on the 8 Days of Hope website, and look at some of the pictures. You know, you're not seeing a lot on the, in, in the news forecast right now, but look at this. I mean, you imagine you're walking out in front of your house, and there's that big, huge tree or two splitting your house in half. I mean, it's it's there. Go take a look at it. it that'll motivate you enough. It motivates me every time I see it to, you know, walk, to, to think about, I mean, think about just walking down to your house right now and, you know, the storms have gone through. Your beautiful home that you've worked so hard for or your family is, can no longer stay in it. Uh, some of your belongings are all strewed all across the uh, neighborhood. It's just... Could you imagine being in And these in families that did nothing wrong. Right. They just happened to be living in the wrong spot, and now a tree fell on a property. We were talking to a widow yesterday, so she had a tree fall on her house. Okay. And so she has insurance. Now, she's asking us to help protect the other things inside the house so they don't get ruined, mm. but she had trees fall on her property, and she has no insurance for that because the insurance plans most don't cover that. Okay. And so now she's got like seven trees down on her property mm. that she's going to have to spend thirty, forty thousand dollars of money she doesn't have right. to remove, so she can utilize her property. And yet, strangers who she's right. never met, they're going to come to her aid. That's think why, about that widow. What she's going to think. That's why we need to jump on board and donate. Because you just said it, Steve. Thirty thousand dollars, or a bunch of uh, folks that come in from Eight Days of Hope and other uh, organizations for free. To get those trees removed, it's just uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a Jesus movement. Can I say that? Like that? Absolutely, <laughs> and it's amazing how many times the volunteers when they're serving. And again, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Today, we're actually going to bring you a real. Uh, not real. Two stories from the mission field. One from North Carolina, where we've been serving uh, following Hurricane ECS. And you how am I doing? Did, you did real well. Oh, did I? <laughs> Better you than me, I'm telling you. <laughs> and, and then, of course, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, somebody right in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, yeah. Right right there today okay. in the middle of everything. And that's coming in a couple minutes. But again, for more information about the ministry, go to 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. Um, a safe house, Mike, coming up next month in Indianapolis. And Tell the listeners se- what that means. What's a safe house? What do we do? A safe house is, well, we renovate these facilities so those that have been caught in sex trafficking, rescued from sex yes. trafficking, uh, have a place to go where they can be restored physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, and they have the mentoring. Uh, you can even get them in the job skills. Medical help. Uh, and, and I mean, medical, so, right. yeah, counseling. And how to eat properly. Oh, Everything that has been destroyed and ripped out of their lives, they can be restored and, yes. and rebuilt. And, and we're looking for some skilled volunteers. So if you want to go to Cedar Rapids, you don't need any skill set. You know, there's something for everybody. But in Indianapolis, from September 12th through the 26th, we're going to okay. be partnering and serving 
dear friends of ours, the Reichs. Frank Reich Frank used to Linda. play for the Buffalo Bills, yep. head coach of the Colts now, him and Linda. They help oversee a ministry called Ascent 121. Okay. And we're going to be renovating their facility in Indianapolis. And we need some more skilled people. We don't need many more because people have been signing up. Oh, Even during yeah. COVID-19, I love it. People are stepping out in faith, knowing that we're going to do all we can to protect them. But we are looking for more for, for more skilled volunteers. Sure. Email us, safehouse, safehouse at 8daysofhope.com, or contact us through um, you know our website, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, we're looking for some skilled people. But hey, when we come back in a minute, Mike, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking to John Tidwell. John is uh, one of our one of our leaders, and he was in North Carolina this past week helping out the hurricane survivors. And we're going to okay. talk to him and hear some God sized stories uh, from the mission field. He's got some great responsibility with all the equipment <laughs> he, that oh we God. have. Now. He's an all star. I tell oh, you what. Gosh, yeah. I tell you, I had a rough day yesterday. I don't want to go into particulars, but a lot of things were moving in right. relationship to some things going on in the ministry. Sure. He's an encourager. This morning, he was just so kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I probably would embarrass him if I, if I read what he wrote, but he was just so kind this morning. Right. Uh, just telling me that, hey, you know. Um, I want to remind you that there's times when you know that God has told you to go into an area and all the doors will open up perfectly. And then there's times you know that God's called you to go serve those in need and Satan wants to stop us. All you say all the time is God's got this. Remember, Steve, God's got oh, this. Oh, isn't that perfect Oh, my time. gosh. Perfect I get emotional. Yeah, yeah, I love you, bro. I mean, that's sure. the kind of guy he is. He's probably going to be mad that I shared that, but no, he won't oh, get mad. No, he but. shouldn't be. Not at all. That's uh, that's encouraging. If you, yeah. get, if you get a word from someone like Amen. that, family, uh, a co-worker or something, just share that. That means the, the world. I can see it in your eyes, Steve. Beautiful. We're going to talk to John Tidwell here in just a minute, but thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope thanks Provia for their support. Provia is a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia combines automation with human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More information about the variety of products is available at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking. Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, But God has called the church to take its blinders off. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single month, somewhere in the country, we're going to part with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we're going to bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our safe house construction ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com.
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mr. Mike Fiella. So good to be with you uh, each and every Saturday morning. This is exciting. <laughs> I, God's just doing I, so much. He what? really is. I tell you, it's been an amazing couple of weeks, Mike. You know, Eight mm-hmm. Days of Hope, we've been in North Carolina serving the hurricane survivors. Uh, there were some multiple tornadoes that spun off that hurricane. Sure. What was that name of the hurricane again, Mike? Um, Eseus. Okay. Oh, you nailed it. Well, I just, I, I, I have a, I just I, there's a flow about me, Steve. It just <laughs> like naturally it. gets into. No, I'm just oh yeah, kidding. yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a flow about you, Mike. Right. Also, also uh, today we're in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Day number one, we're serving those who've been affected by the recent um, uh, wind of 120 miles per hour straight line sure. winds. And uh, John Twit Tidwell is joining us. John, good morning. Morning. How are y'all? We are doing well. I love the y'all talk. Now, John, you live in Mississippi. And okay. and and this past week, well, you're first of all, j- just full disclosure. John serves mm-hmm. as uh, he's he's a site coordinator. He's at our national headquarters in Tupelo, okay. but John ultimately is responsible for the uh, two point six five million dollars worth of equipment we have. <laughs> oh boy! And, and meanwhile, John also races out to North Carolina because of the hurricane. And um, John, so thankful that you've joined us this morning. How are you? I'm doing very well this morning. You excited to be with us, brother? Yes. <laughs> I bet you are. Mm-hmm. I bet you are. John, um, you just uh, are headed back or just got back from North Carolina. You've been there for a week. And, man, you were on the front lines. And we had our A-team there, Mike, the best of the best. Yes. They didn't invite you or I, did they? I don't, I'm still wondering <laughs> no. why, why not. <laughs> so, John, share with the listeners a little bit about what happened this past week in North Carolina and how God used you and so many others to love and serve the brokenhearted. Yeah, so, you know, just like any storm, you know, you begin to see all the news and the hurricane had come through and we knew there were some tornadoes and, you know, it, it's kind of cool to see how God works because we had partnered with a church there prior during Hurricane Florence, and they made a phone call um, to you, Steve, I believe, and yeah. just said, hey, what can we do to get you here? We have one small community, neighborhood actually, not even a community, that really got hit by a tornado. And um, so, you know, we do as much research as we can, don't know a whole lot, and, you know, Steve makes a call to make Don Dabney our um, rapid response leader and you know he calls me and we kind of decided to jump in the truck and head that way and we had one other guy heading that way before we could get there to do us some assessments and you know you go into a community you have no idea what you're going to find when you get there right you don't know you know you don't know the damage but you also don't know the people you're going to serve and you know we go into this community and get some assessments done and we show up the first morning um to begin to work and you know, we walk in looking at all the devastation that we see in the work but that we have in front of us, but in the back of minds, we're also thinking long-term, how can we minister to these families while we're here? And so, you know, when we got there and we began to work, what we ended up finding out was these people were actually going to bless us. Um, these are some of the most giving people that we had ever seen. Every morning when we got there, almost every one of them would come out and greet us. Uh, they had water and snacks sitting there for us every day. Um, multiple times throughout the day, they would make drive-bys and give us water. It was just an amazing experience to drive up on a, a group of people that loved each other but also loved us in the midst of us serving them. So it was awesome to see that. 
So, John, let me ask, on the way down, are you marching down there with equipment, with any pre-knowledge of what has to, how you have to serve and what you have to, what you're going to face, or you got to go down there and assess things first? Yeah, so, I mean, we did know that a tornado hit, so we, we loaded up the lift that will allow us to go up in the trees and take widow makers out and actually bring a tree to the ground if it's over a house or whatnot. We took a skid steer with us. And we took our rapid response trailer that has all our saws to do any kind of tree work we would need. So you do have some sense of knowledge that you're going into either a flood or a tornado. So we did know that. And so we had equipment with us and we were ready to go. You know what's so interesting, Mike, is that kind of like a fire uh, station, a fire truck station, John has been tasked to have equipment ready to go on a minute's notice. And it sounds like it wouldn't be that hard. But, John, I think 8 Days of Hope has like 20-some pieces of equipment between trailers and trucks and feeding equipment. And I know we have four shower trailers, two lifts, you know, what, four buckets, bobcats, I guess, um, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of chainsaws. And yet you've been tasked to, to go on a moment's notice. And so you have equipment headed out to North Carolina on a minute's notice. You go thinking that you're going to bless somebody's socks off because that's our goal, like to help people. Mm -hmm. And did you hear his statement, Mike? They end up being blessed. His heart ended up being full because you go to serve people and and, and you might get tired and and you're going to be worn out. But but I sensed in John that he left, his heart was full as well. That needs to be emphasized because the community, he stated that he went in, they were ready to love on the eight days of hope folks that came in yeah it's, it's like they had predetermined you're coming down to serve oh, and we're going to bless you and that's wow. happened time and time again on all the trips we've been on so john you had the a-team well god had the a-team there i saw that list of names and oh my gosh if i lost some trees in my backyard and two or three of any of those guys showed up i'd feel really good mm. um tell me a little bit when you get that many leaders together who are gifted um, is there ever any friction in the ministry world, John, that you want to talk about, or how how do you na- how does one navigate through that when you have all those alpha dogs that are barking? <laughs> how did it work? Give me the skinny of it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, I think you know uh, you can live in the real world, and you know we we all know that we're all human, and and even though we're going out to serve a group of people, there's that tension in us that. We may want another role within what we're asked to do on an event, and you know, there's there's also also those times when you know we're asked to go. Steve calls and says, "Don Dabney, I want you to lead this." John, you're pouring equipment. So my role was to be under Don Dabney, and whatever Don asked me to do was what I was going to do. And it's the same way with. Um, Dennis Millsaps and Tom Faulkner and any of the other guys that were were there, Don asked them to be a part of this event in a certain way. And we all have to submit ourselves to the leadership because what we're doing is not, we're we're not only submitting ourselves to the leadership of that person, but we're submitting ourselves to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and of God. Because that's ultimately who we are serving. So yeah, there's there's always going to be friction. Um, we're always going to make mistakes on an event, and the leader's going to have to come to us right. and say, hey, I need you to take a step back. You know, this is the food team's um, responsibility. I don't need you, you know, making any decisions. Um, this is your job leader's um, decision. You need to follow his 
guidance on how we're going to take this tree down. You know, don't take charge. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's always going to be that with leadership. It's just a part of it. But when we all work together for the common good, you know, God's going to bless that and he's going to show up. So, John, you're based out of Tupelo, Mississippi. You were a full-time pastor when you were first introduced to Eight Days of Hope. What, you know, again, uh, and Mike, you know, you, you were a pastor for mm-hmm. many, many years. Sure. Worship leader, pastor to church. Sure. What's different about serving with a ministry like Eight Days of Hope? Not trying to put Eight Days of Hope higher than a church, of course. I mean, we, we were all needed sure. uh, for kingdom purposes. What drew you to Eight Days of Hope um, from what you were doing as a pastor on a staff? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, what drew me to Eight Days of Hope is I think all my life I have realized I'm a hands-on type of person. And sometimes when you go into church ministry, church ministry is a lot of, and not all office work, but it's a lot of meetings. You're, you know, you're, you're mentoring people one-on-one or, or, or a group of people, but it's in more of a classroom setting, you know, at a coffee house or a breakfast place. And, and there's this, but for me, there was this miss. I missed the hands-on. What has what God given me? What are some of the talents God has given me to be able to do? And, and automotive, mechanical stuff was one of those. And when I saw the, how can I, if, if I can do ministry and go out and cut wood and work on a car and fix a trailer and do all these things and still ultimately bring people to Jesus Christ, mm. man, that sounds like me. That sounds like something I would want to do. <laughs> and so, yeah, there is a big difference. Um, one's not better than the other, like you said, but sure. I think they're both needed. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So John and his wife are missionaries with Eight Days of Hope, and he's okay. tasked with, um, I don't say tasked, but he does raise some of his own support because you know he has left the security of, of, of getting a, you know, I don't say work in the corporate world, but working for a church where you get, you know, Regular health paycheck, insurance and all right. that, right. And so um, you can go to globaloutreach.org, globaloutreach.org, and just in the uh, query line, put Tidwell, T-I-D-W-E-L-L, John Tidwell, and uh, you can make a donation. You can become a monthly partner. You can make a one-time gift. John, you've been in North Carolina the last week, and I know we only got you for a couple of minutes more. Um, as you left the state, what's going through your mind? I mean, it was a week of hard work, um, you know, in the middle of COVID. Uh, thankfully, everyone stayed healthy. But what's going in through your mind as you're serving those who have nowhere to turn? Uh, you know, it. It's funny because, you know, you have the, the pull back to where you're leaving from, but you also have the draw of where you're headed to. And so in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about, I hope that that they still continue to get the, the help that they need because we can't do it 100%. We can give them 75% of the help right. that they need, but there's still things that they got to do, you know, and so you always are in prayer for those people. But, you know, for us, we're leaving North Carolina in the midst of going to Cedar Rapids, and so your mind is torn. <laughs> God, I'm leaving these people, right. but open the door for us to serve right. another group of people right. and do the same thing. So, yeah, it's, it's all kinds of emotions going through your mind um, during this time. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, talking to John Tidwell, one of the 160 leaders with the ministry. He's been in North Carolina the last week helping out uh, with some of the tornado 
uh, survivors after the sure. hurricane came through there about 10 days ago. John, you're leaving North Carolina and uh, have left North Carolina, and you're getting equipment that has already left for Cedar Rapids, Mork on its way. Um, how do you keep balance? I mean, teach me. How <laughs> yeah, do you keep we, balance with everything going on, brother? Uh, last question. So go ahead, brother. Help us. How, you know, so much need everywhere in a very unique time in our country where the country is very divided. How do you as a husband, a father, um, a leader with a, a national ministry, how does one keep balance during all this chaos? I mean, you know, it's just like anything else. It's hard. I mean, but I think you have to always go back to um, if you're not rooting yourself in Jesus Christ, Amen. you're there never you going to have balance. That's it. Um, you know, every morning is, is one of those things. I'm a morning guy, so that's my time where I spend. God, teach me what your Word says. God, fill me with your Spirit today. Give me the yes. energy that I need, the wisdom that I need, oh. the support. And there's nothing wrong with stopping throughout the day to, re- to remind yourself that God is there Amen. in prayer. Amen. So prayer is probably one of the biggest things we can do to root ourselves back to God. And when we root ourselves back to God, all the other little aspects will begin to work. But you do have to have some time off. you got to go yeah. spend time with your family. you got to get away for a little while. Absolutely. <laughs> John, before— but sometimes you have to work two or three weeks before you get that I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. It seems like that's 52 weeks in a row sometimes, but that is good <laughs> wisdom. And, John, you are on hold. You don't know this. So when you when you um, later on, when you if you listen to the podcast your wife did, before you jumped on, I was telling the listeners, man, I had a really rough day yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's like the second rough day I've had in a month. And I don't know what's going on, but mm-hmm. this morning, I, I, I hope you don't mind, John, but I've read your, your text to me, um, to the listeners in a mic. What an encouragement you are to me and so many others. Thank you for your faithfulness, your loyalty to uh, our Father in Heaven, the way you use your gifts. Thank you for who you are. That's right. Before, again, Go to globaloutreach.org, globaloutreach.org. John and his wife, missionaries with Eight Days of Hope. You can help yes. support them financially, $5 a month, $10 a month. Uh, the guy's been in North Carolina for a week, probably headed up to Cedar Rapids <laughs> to join the family. But, Mike, can you pray for John and his family as we exit this portion? Absolutely. Father, we just bring John, his wife Alicia, his daughters to you. We thank you for the call on their lives. We thank you for how, how they answered that call. And, God, we thank you that you're going to provide for them physical strength. Strength, spiritual insight, financial strength. Yes, Lord. Lord, as he's left one area and now going to another, settle his mind. Even as he drives along the way, just just fill that truck with his yes, uh, your your presence and insight and wisdom. I know that you're preparing him for Cedar Rapids as he's traveling uh, to go there. So thank you for blessing this family, keeping them unified, keeping them as we've already he said centered in Christ Amen. all his days of his life. In Amen. Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Love you, John. Appreciate you. And, and, and tonight I'm going on a tonight I'm going on a date with Charmaine. So I just want you know I, I am gonna have a little balance today. So thank you for your wisdom. <laughs> nice. Love you. love you, man. John Tidwell. Right, you John Tidwell. Globaloutreach.org. John Tidwell. Um before we take a break, wow. he he's just 
just a sweet guy. I don't want to say he's a machine because it sounds like he doesn't have a heart. He's got an unbelievable heart. He's one hard worker. Yeah. And we really didn't get to. He's great with his hands, like with the machines and engines and so things like that. Does, is he responsible for the, the equipment in all the facilities? Everywhere. So the, oh my, the my. equipment up in Buffalo, New York, ultimately falls under his leadership. The equipment in Cedar Rapids that is there now helping okay. out with the disaster that will be there on October 17th okay. when we open up that facility as our Midwest satellite. And of course, all the equipment down in Tupelo, Mississippi. And yet, this past week, he's in North Carolina helping cut down trees. That's amazing. You know, I, I'm seeing here on, on his missionary statement, uh, account 5157. Okay, there you there go. There you go. Look Global, him up. org. <laughs> what was the account number? 5157. 51. Just put 5157 and uh, you can make a donation tax deductible. Every dollar you give, John and his family um, yeah. have access to. Bless him. Bless Praise him God for, yeah. for, for that. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Hope Reigns where we share God-sized stories. From the mission field, my name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiello. John Tidwell gave us an update in North Carolina. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Tom Brennan. He's a volunteer, and he lives in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And we are going to be partnering with the church he belongs, St. Mark's Lutheran Church, but many churches in the area. Uh, these next two weeks may be longer to help out those that suffered this week. So we're going to share a guy's side story and how he's moving in the Midwest after these recent disasters. But again, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with 8 Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our safe house construction ministry. We travel the country, and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. For more information, as always, please go to our website. Eight Days of Hope started as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then. We've partnered with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros. We rebuilt eight baseball diamonds in Bigger Than Ball, then put on a free sports camp. Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief. For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus.
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We're in Cedar Rapids, Iowa the next two weeks, Mike. Um, mm. Major, major, major wind damage this week. 120 mile per hour winds. Yeah, and the straight line that that just ripped down through houses and businesses and and churches. It's it's incredible. The damage is widespread. Most of the area had no power, and there are some areas today. Day number five after the disaster where there's still no power. Still no power. And we're there. You know, mm. we've been there. We, we start pulling equipment very quickly. Sure. Uh, we're, we'll be there at least two weeks, maybe more. And we need volunteers. Go to the website, 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. But we're asking you to consider to volunteer. You need to be 18. It's free. We'll provide a safe place to sleep, a social distancing. Sure. Uh, we'll be enforced with COVID-19. Uh, but we are going to be there for at least two weeks. And in two weeks, we'll decide if we stay a third week. But man, oh, man. Mike, it is a mess. I saw some of the, the, the pictures again. It reminded me a lot of um, Panama City. After yeah. Hurricane Michael? Yes. Really? I mean, that brought me right back there. I thought, well, Hurricane Michael just blew our minds away. My wife and I right. were down there right. with that many trees, that many house houses mm. damaged and churches. This reminded me like this is this is almost to that level. So a couple weeks ago, we had a couple donors. So we're based in Mississippi. We're, we're a national ministry. Um, we help people after disasters for the most part. We sure. have other things we'll talk about later in the show. And today we want to share some God-sized stories from the mission field. So in a minute, we're going to bring on a guest. His name is Tom Brenham. He's going to call from Cedar Rapids. But a couple weeks ago, as we get ready to open up our Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids, yes. we decided this back in January, yeah. not knowing that in August we'd be serving Cedar rapids because of disaster but we have a unique match we have a couple donors okay. that got together and said we want you here in cedar rapids this is before the storm okay um so for the month of august they're matching dollar for dollar every donation up to two hundred thousand dollars hundred percent return a hundred hundred percent yeah any dollar that you can give this month, in the month of august on our website eight days of hope.com or by mailing a check we have there's a small group of donors they're going to double that and that's going to allow us to buy the facility to be in the Midwest for decades to come so if there's a tornado in Kansas if there's flooding in sure. Iowa or Illinois or if there's a uh, you know situation in Minnesota Wisconsin we'll have equipment and people leaders from Cedar Rapids come to your state mm. and for the next three weeks two weeks every dollar you give will be doubled how interesting is this Steve that we have a warehouse there in Cedar Rapids come on. And then this storm hits. Come on. Uh, the donors have stepped up. So, folks, we need to step up and make that yeah. match. Yeah, we're not that smart. We couldn't organize this, and we wouldn't organize a disaster anyways. But no. this is how God works. In yeah. January, we say we're going to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, because we were there in 08 after a flood. And that's going to be our Midwest satellite, you know, because we have Buffalo as our Northeast satellite, Buffalo, New York. And then a disaster comes. So we're there serving right now, mm -hmm. and uh, we need to do this. So, again, go to the website if you want to donate. But until August 3rd, 31st, every dollar will be donated. Today, Mike, I'm excited. I've known this guy for multiple years. He's got a great heart. Okay. Now, he's not 30 or 35 anymore. He's got a lot of wisdom. Okay. And yet, he's a go-getter. Tom Brennan from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Tom, good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm wonderful. How are you guys? Man, we are hanging in there. We've been praying for you. We've been praying for Midwest. Of yes. course, we're there now. But, Tom, first of all, are you and your family okay? Everyone all right? We are. And that's the uh, probably the most important thing is the damage that uh, we'll talk some about here in a minute is just unbelievable. 
and it looks like a tornado went through every street. But uh, there was one death that I've heard of, and it was a fellow on a bicycle hit by a falling tree mm. south of town. So wow. from a people's standpoint, we're, we're basically safe, and that's number one. So I'm happy Amen. to say that. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us uh, here on Hope Reigns. Tom, before we get into Cedar Rapids, and I know Mike's got a couple questions he wants to talk about the storm, but how did you learn about Eight Days of Hope? When was the first time you got involved? And then, then let's not act that the storm happened, but just talk a little bit about your passion for what God is doing through that ministry and how he's, he's used you with Eight Days of Hope. Uh, I never heard of Eight Days of Hope until Cedar Rapids flood of 2008. And we had a devastating flood. A uh, whole downtown was washed out, 5,000 uh, homes. And Eight Days of Hope came in with, I forget the number now, 800 or 1,200 people for a week. And I became part of a rebuilding crew, uh, building rebuilding houses. And that continued a little after they left, too. But I was inspired by the people that would come from far distances and the, the way they worked together, uh, representing God's hands. And uh, that got me excited, so I started going to other Eight Days of Hope opportunities <laughs> in Nashville and Rapid Response and going to tornadoes and floods in South Carolina and Mississippi and Texas. And every time I went, when I came home, I wanted more because <laughs> the people are just more. awesome. And the people that we're helping, they, they can hardly talk about what we're able to do. And I just fills my heart to be able to help them. So, Tom, um, you're not 35 anymore. Do, do I dare ask your age? Well, in a couple of weeks, I'll turn three quarters of a century, but I'm not going to use a number. Okay, okay. <laughs> Think about that, Mike. Yes. So listeners out there are saying, you know what? I'm 50. I'm not 30 anymore. What can I do? Here's sure. a guy. He didn't want to say the number, but I will. It's 75. Mm -hmm. He is on the front lines for Jesus, yes. even as we speak in yeah. Cedar Rapids, yeah. and we'll get to that in just 30 seconds. But it is an amazing, Mike, um, this guy mm -hmm. He's, he's an all-star. I mean, what a legacy, Tom, and I pray that you're serving with us for another 20, 30 years, right? But, but Tom, you are an amazing individual. Your heartbeat for the brokenhearted, your willingness to say, yes, Lord, and uh, man, I tell you, what a great heart, Mike. Well, somebody at that age, and I'm not that far from there, give it, give <laughs> okay. it about 10 right. years, All but right. uh, about 10 years, but you know, we, Tom, you know that sometimes we, oh, we paid our dues, we did this, we want to hang out with the grandkids, we, it, not all that's good, okay? But yeah, ministry but, doesn't but, stop. But when you get up and get serving, isn't it revives you? Amen. It makes you feel like you're Amen. 42 again. <laughs> so that, it does. It keeps you young, and I don't believe a calendar should be used to determine your age. I, I like that. Yeah. that's why I like this guy, Mike. Oh, you know, as, as guys that are getting up there in the years. That's what, that's why we like you, Tom. So, Tom, we had announced that we were coming to Cedar Rapids, partly due that we had some deep relationships, and you've been very helpful and and there's a donor locally that gave us a very friendly lease uh, he's given us an opportunity to purchase the building and before we talk about the disaster and we're getting there um, we have announced just this week that um, through the month of august uh, a small group of donors came together and are offering a two hundred thousand dollar matching gift to help us purchase that building to be in Cedar Rapids for decades to come. Is it amazing how God works, Tom? Unbelievable. And I will say something about Steve. Steve knows when God's the guy that's going to make it happen, and he says, 
that's in God's hands. And I don't see Steve fretting or no. twisting his hands no, or no. yelling and screaming. He no, just says, no. God, you've got it. And, and it happens. And God does have it. So if you're out there and you want to pour into the ministry of 8 Diesel, you've heard about us in the past, this is a great time to do it because those dollars will help us secure that building and be there for decades to come. Mike and I want to talk to you about the disaster. So let's start there. This past Tuesday, I believe, these straight line, straight line winds came in. Tom, have you Monday. ever— Okay, I'm sorry. Have you ever seen anything like this? Never, and I've seen a number of 70-plus mile-an-hour winds. We had one just a month and a half ago with huge hail, uh, two-inch hail. All the houses in my neighborhood are getting new roofs. Well, mine somehow escaped that, but it is getting a new roof now because a lot of the shingles disappeared, and they got a hole in my roof. But, uh, no, it's, uh, it's it's, it's an unbelievable devastation that happened, and I've been blown down by the wind in Colorado that was 70 miles an hour, and these winds were sustained for, some people are saying 40 minutes, in the 100-mile-an-hour range, it was 112-mile-an-hour just wow. north of Hiawatha, and I have never seen anything like this, never. Even the tornado damage, which is higher winds, is local. Here, we got out Tuesday, our garage doors buckled, and we got the guys to come out, and we got the door open, got the cars out. So we went for a ride Tuesday night, recovering from a day of chainsaw work, and every street was like a tornado went down it. And we went downtown Cedar Rapids, downtown Marion. It is just unbelievably damaged everywhere. So, Tom, let me ask you, seeing we didn't really hear much of this in the national news, um, give us a, can you give us a, how this played out from the beginning? Where were you, and was there much notice of this? And then just the sequence of things. Well, notice-wise, it's kind of interesting, and I'll bore you for a second. I, I've gotten into painting pallets, and actually Doug Kohotek, who's a great Christian man and supporter of Eight Days of Hope, he uh, has a, a business of air conditioning and plumbing, and he has these pallets he throws away. So I painted a bunch of them with flags, and I was painting another batch in my garage, and I looked at the phone for when this rain was going to come, and it said 2 to 3 o'clock. So this was noon. I had a 20-minute job. Before I got done, there was already raindrops on my car. I got the pallets out so I get the car in the garage, and it was pouring. And the only thing I heard was, uh, sirens going off about a half hour before, and there wasn't even hardly clouds in the sky. And I didn't go- think that was, I thought it was a test or something because I didn't think there was anything like this coming. But it came with ferocious quickness. And I believe hardly anybody had time, per se. And when you hear of a th- th- thunderstorm warming, you don't think about 100 mile an hour straight line no, wind. Of course not. And so the devastation. You know, looking back, you'd say, well, why, why didn't we prepare better? Well, it's because it isn't the things that happen. You don't get hurricanes in, in Iowa. It yeah. just is a cold, this Category 2 level hurricane damage. And here's the problem, Mike. I mean, this happened now, what, we're coming up on a week. And, and as you look back, no one, mm-hmm. no station, CNN, Fox, ABC, NBC, Fox, mm. no one's covering the story because we move on the news cycle these days, unless sure. you're a major hurricane, you might be in for three, five, seven days. Most things are discussed for an hour or like right now. I mean, you know, we're, you and I, we're taping this out of Buffalo, New York. Tom's in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Our volunteers and equipment's in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And today in Buffalo, New York, people are like, what happened in Cedar Rapids? I didn't even sure. hear a thing. Didn't hear a thing. Right. You know, in St. Louis, you know, mm. well, something happened in Iowa. I knew, I, I heard something about it. Tom, 
how long will it take for this community to recover in your mind? Is this a week, months, years? What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm not in that business. I'm an electrical engineer before I retired, so it's not my thing. But uh, this is one of those things. There'll be a lot of cleanup for a long time once mm-hmm. it's off roofs and the roofs are repaired, the streets are open. There's still streets that, that are being opened that wow. are one lane or wow. there's power lines across. Uh, it's going to take, my, my feeling is going to take several weeks to get it, everything moving. And basic, you know, tarps on roofs and the, the trees that are up, uh, leaning on things down. And then the cleanup after that, it's got to be months cleaning up these tree debris. Yeah, yeah I bet. Because it's everywhere. Well, Eight Days of Hope is there, and that's what we do. We move, we try to move as quick as possible as soon as it's safe. Now, it's very interesting with COVID-19. We have to deploy a little bit differently. You know, in Nashville, Mike, you know, we had 500 right. people there. When COVID was really ramping up, everyone got home safely. We were all about so many people. But we're in Cedar Rapids, Iowa right now. And if you live in the Midwest and you can travel and you feel comfortable traveling, because Mike and I always talk about there's always three things you can do. We all can pray. And you know what? Don't say you're going to pray, but pray, pray. Tom and his friends and his community, they need your prayers. Second thing you can do is volunteer. You have to be 18. Go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. We are limiting the amount of volunteers per day. So if you think you're going to come and you're ready to, to sign up, don't delay. Go to the 8daysofhope.com. Lastly, you can donate. But we're there today, Mike we have either there or on their way about a half a million dollars of equipment. We're going to have two bucket trucks, two lifts. Okay. Those are about 85 grand each, 170 grand. We're going to have three bobcats on the ground. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a rapid response trailer, multiple pickup trucks, dumb trailers, um, chainsaws by the dozen. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, Mike, the, the time right now, if you were going to sow in the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, this is a perfect time because yeah. also we have that match going on with that Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids, sure. Iowa. $200,000 have been uh, put up by oh some donors. Gosh. Incredible. Yes. They believe in helping people in this way. And you just heard the numbers. See, we're saying about what these the merchant or trucks and bucket trucks and everything <laughs> sure. cost. So look at we are challenged. I am challenged as, as, as if there's a someone out there that's going to put two hundred thousand dollars up yeah. there. We need to Amen. give. What would we say? Anywhere five, ten, a thousand, yeah. five hundred, sure. whatever you can do. This match needs to be made. And and if you listen every week, we never, ever, ever, I and mean, we never plea for dollars. We right. do. We haven't. Right. I mean, in a year and a half. Sure. But this is the perfect storm, unfortunately. And this is all going to go to Cedar Rapids. Absolutely. It's not any, any other place in the ministry. And I like that because if you donate online at 8dayshope.com through the month of August or mail a donation to PO 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi 38803. We'll give that one more time in the last segment here right at the end. Every dollar will be spent in Cedar Rapids, um, you know, either at the satellite uh, that will be there for decades to come or, or serving those in need. Tom, I know that you're driving around and I know that you're a giver, you're a servant. But you've got to be numb a little bit because it's almost like pinch me, wake me up because mm-hmm. this can't be happening to my hometown. What's going through your mind this morning? Well, you know, and I'll put a plug for Marion, Iowa. Technically, I live in Marion, Iowa, right on the line of right. Cedar Rapids. Marion is a bedroom community of 40,000 people to Cedar Rapids, basically. And what's going through my mind is that the disastrous, uh, the, the disastrous, evidence that's laying and hanging is everywhere. And so downtown Marion, downtown Cedar Rapids, 
And, and what you've got to do is think of the elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One go. bite at a time. Yeah. So you do what you can do. You get all the right resources in the right place and let God do his thing. And people work together and everybody wins. Because this opportunity is in front of them that God is in control, but yet we're his hands and feet. And as a result, we are really going to make a difference. Amen. And I got to also go back to the $200,000. I love matching. I don't care what the organization (laughs) is. It's a good organization. I love the leverage of matching. Sure. And the other thing is you find energy. And that's a God thing. Amen. But you find energy when there's things that just have to be done, Amen. and you'll find people stepping up versus backing up. Mm. And I love that about oh, this like organization that. and what's going on. So it's going to take time, but as it says, this too will pass. Amen. Talking to Tom Brennan, he's calling from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where Eight Days of Hope is at today, serving those who suffered from the disaster this past week. Tom, we're out of time, but Mike, he sounds like he's 30 years young. This guy's got so much energy. You know, he's one of the few guys that that, that I can, you know, have a hard time keeping up with because he moves quick. But what a big heart, Mike. Yes, absolutely. I'm so thankful. Mike, we have volunteers in Cedar Rapids. We're based at St. Mark's Lutheran Church. Again, volunteer at 8dayshope.com. Before we let Tom go, Mike, can you say a prayer for Tom, his family, that community, for the volunteers, keep them safe, especially with COVID-19 as well? Yes. We have that out there as well. I mean, it's still real, but if you can close in prayer, that'd be great. Father, we're so grateful for a a great example, a guy like Tom, and his... uh, that is just going strong for Jesus, giving his time, giving his talents, giving his energies. And thank you for giving him great energy. Father, I pray that you protect all the volunteers there from anywhere from COVID to any accidents that they will not happen. And that this community, that this somehow brings about some unity. Uh, I like what Tom just said, Lord, stepping up, not backing up, not backing out. And, And Lord, just unify this. And then Lord, bring others even to help and get this community back up and running. Keep everyone safe yes, and bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Tom, we love you, brother. You, you're an amazing man. And, and I'm telling you, I love Mike. We, oh, yeah. You and I, we have friends all around the country. Oh, and if you ever get stuck in Iowa anywhere, Tom would be there because he, he's, he's such a big servant. Tom, we love you, brother. And we'll see you here real soon. Well, thank you very much. And thank you both. And thank you for uh, what God has done through me. Amen, brother. God bless you, man. Amen. Tom Brennan calling from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where Eight Days of Hope is at for the next two weeks, maybe three weeks. Again, pray, volunteer, donate. And, of course, we have our satellite. Did get some damage. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple of our leaders will be working on that building as well. But um, 75 years young. Uh, That's just spinning in my head right now. That, that, uh, you know, again, most people, a lot of guys and whatever, they'll just say, I paid my dues, I did this, I need to do something different. You're right. But you find strength, you find energy, you find you, you're going to end up 20 years younger when you get out and start serving with some sure, of these folks. Sure. It's just a great example. And think about how many times Tom, because he's not chasing a little white ball on a green course, and I'm not knocking golfers, <laughs> right, But or, or living on the beach and just watching the waves every sure. day. Think of some of the God stories that he's going to be able to share with his grandkids right. in the years to come. Because he's, he's seeing some amazing things unfold before, you know, really – I mean, Tom is one of the reasons why mm-hmm. AD's Hope is going to Cedar Rapids. He's one of you know dozens of people who are passionate about the ministry sure. that were there in 08 and, and continue to travel the country with us. And that was an easy choice for us. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of great friends in Kansas City and St. Louis and Des Moines, mm-hmm. Iowa, 
But Cedar Rapids was an easy yes, and now today we're there because of a disaster. Isn't it exciting, though, Steve, you as the president of the ministry, to be able to sit back, not sit back, you're not going to do anything, but watch young people. It's almost like you can say from 8 to 80 now that they're coming and serving. I love it. And so, I mean, it's got to be mind-blowing. I love it. And here's a 75-year-old that's giving us a great example. But then we have 8- and 18-year-olds that are doing the same. It's awesome. Yeah, he's... uh He's an amazing young man. A lot of volunteers out in Cedar Rapids. You know, we, we've only got a couple minutes. Mike, I, I want to pray real quickly. Um, yep. COVID-19 is real, mm-hmm. and and we've put a lot of guidelines in place yes. to keep people safe. And that's kept some people away, and we respect that. Mm-hmm. No problems with that. We're following all the rules in Iowa. We're okay. going to follow all the rules at the church that we're at. But, Father, we just right now lift up every volunteer that will That's be coming right. in and out of the next two, three weeks, Lord, that Thank they you, would Lord. serve in a way mm. that would honor you, that would be a glimpse of your son Jesus in their journey mm-hmm. of serving others. But, Father, I also pray for protection against this virus for all the volunteers mm. serving, Lord. Thank They've you, stepped Lord. out the comforts of their own homes. Some of them have traveled from around the country in a safe way, Lord, to serve you. And now, Father, mm-hmm. we beg you to protect oh, them, yes, protect Lord. the ministry, yes. protect the families we're serving help us serve in excellence in jesus name we pray yes amen 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 Amen. good prayer good prayer again if you want to volunteer we're in cedar rapids at least the next two weeks go to eightdaysofhope.com a god-sized story today from the mission field in north carolina from john tidwell who just left serving hurricane and tom brennan in cedar rapids iowa pray volunteer and donate. Every penny will go to Cedar Rapids to see that this community gets back on their feet. Amen. Amen. We also have a safe house coming next month in Indianapolis. We've only got a minute to tell you, but we're going to be uh, helping a ministry renovate a facility that will be used for those rescued from sex trafficking. Frank and Linda Reich. Frank's the head coach of the Colts, dear friend of mine and Mike as well, Frank and mm-hmm. Linda. We'll be serving them September 12th to the 26th, and we're looking for some skilled volunteers. We need about a dozen more. If you know how to do construction, you're a carpenter, you're an electrician, uh, you know how to paint, we need you. Email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com, safehouse at 8daysofhope.com, and we'll get you the information. Another week, Mike. Wow. This, does it get any better than this? <laughs> yeah, gosh. I'm trying to hold on, man. I'm I know. holding on you've the, had the a, table, You've man. had a week. You know. Oh, it's been, it's been interesting, but God is good. He really is. Hmm. Thank you for hanging out, Mike. As always. I love doing it with you, Steve. Thank you. We are so excited to be in Cedar Rapids. Uh, check us out on Facebook, and you'll get to uh, see some up-to-date pictures and videos. Uh, also, we're on Instagram and Twitter. But again, we have this matching grant just for just a couple more weeks. Every dollar that you give will be doubled to the end of the month, 8daysofhope.com, or you can send a check to P.O. Box 3208. That's 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, We're going to be back next Saturday with another God-sized story from the mission field. Mm. Next week, Chandler Gurley is going to be with us. Oh, awesome. Yes. Yes. You have got to tune in next week. She is an amazing young lady. She's one of the leaders of Eight Days of Hope, and she'll be here next Saturday on Hope Reigns. Mike, you have a great week, my friend. You too, Steve. Be praying for you. And there's so much on your plate. You're doing a great job. Thank you, brother. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. 
Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.